This is Jules, lead pastor of TFH Oakland. We exist so that people far from God can experience a fulfilled life in Christ. For more information on how you can stay connected, follow us online at TFH Oak or visit us at tfhoak.church. me. Who am I? My name is Courtney Sankey. I am from Birmingham, Alabama, Um, and we've been here in California for six years. Um, It's been a wild ride, but steady. So when when we first were praying about where we wanted to go, so I went to college in Atlanta, my husband went to college in Alabama, and I have a degree in fashion design. And so we were like, it's either LA or New York. He's a teacher. He could teach from anywhere. And so God gave him a job offer in the Fairfield School District. And so we were like, okay, God, we see you. Because what you don't know is that we're really not from Birmingham. We're from Fairfield, Alabama. And so when God sent us to Fairfield, California, we was like, okay, we see your hand at work. We see you look clever there. So we ended up coming and we were like, we're gonna transition down to LA. We're still here. I don't know what we're doing, but God is up to something. And so we're staying. So anyway, that's a little bit about me. We have a lot of kids. I don't know how many it is now. It's three or something. But yeah, cool. So we're just going to hop in. Last week we talked about, or we're in a series called Reborn and Raised. And so last week we just talked about being reborn and raised with a new mind, right? And so God is always at work in our hearts and just trying to renew and transform our minds, but so is the enemy. And so Pastor Jules just really drove home that, you know, the enemy loves to expose our weaknesses and he uses our thoughts um, to to just try to trick us and take us there. And so today uh, we're going to talk about what it means to be reborn and raised within a new spirit-led community. Cool? All right. So we don't have any TVs, as you see. So pull out your phone. I know y'all ain't brought no Bible. Oh, Austin brought his Bible. You didn't bring your Bible, Aaron. You brought your phone. Don't, don't, don't even try it. Okay, so if you have your phone, let's pull out our phones. We're going to be in 1 Peter 2, 9 through 12. So I'm going to give y'all a little time to get there. 1 Peter 2, 9 through 12. Y'all look good. Yeah. Somebody shout at me when you get it. Amen. Okay, let's go. So it says that, but you, are, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Verse 10 goes on to say, once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then, even if, you, then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come to you right now, God, just saying thank you. Lord God, we just 
surrender everything to you. We just lay it all down at your feet. We just thank you for who you are, for who you've called us to be, God. But God, as we sit in your presence today, we just ask that you just let your glory reign in this place, God. Let your presence be felt in the hearts of every person in this place. God, I ask that you just speak in and through me, God. Silence my voice, God. I ask that there is less of me and more of you. That when they hear my voice, that they hear you tugging at their hearts, tapping them on their shoulders, God. So, God, we just say thank you for what you're going to do, the seeds that you're going to plant today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, so what is Peter talking about? So, in this scripture, Peter is just really trying to communicate to us that we're chosen, we're set apart, um, and because of that, we must act like it. We must show up like we're chosen and set apart. If you're chosen and set apart, like, you don't show up raggedy, right? No, like, you don't show up with your shoulders down and all hunched up, hunched over. You show up with an authority, with a confidence, because God says, you. I've chosen you. I've picked you. So you can go with confidence knowing that he's backing you, right? So I think today, I just want to give you guys three things of like, what does it mean um, to come out of dark circles or to be chosen and to come out of dark circles and stand in the light? So if he's chosen you, he didn't choose you to go stand in the shadow. He chose you. He's, he's saying that someone needs what you have. Someone needs what's on your life, right? So you can't hide that. He needs you to stand in the light. And so I'm just going to give y'all three quick, quick points. Y'all know how I do it. Short and amazing. It's going to be very quick. I told Elijah it's going to be about 10 minutes. I'm going to stretch it and give you 20. Okay? So point number one, we're going to pull back, right? So oftentimes we align our identities with our insecurities. Ever thought of that? Like, you really feel like, oh, I'm an introvert. No, you're just afraid of being hurt. No, you just don't know what people think about you. You're scared to know what people think about you. So you close yourself in, you don't talk to people, and you become this introvert. When really, you're an extrovert, you love people, you like to talk to people, but we got to pull that out of you, right? So... I think what Peter is saying here, I think it's um, verse 10, but I'm going back up. But he's saying that once, once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received mercy. And so what he's wanting you to do is, is recognize that you now have an identity in Christ. So you don't have to hide behind your insecurities or be so within yourself that you can't see what God has placed onto your life. Um, so sometimes we have to pull back out of those communities or from around those people that's keeping us bound and trapped and insecure, right? Um, our identity needs to be solidified before we belong. So it's, it's easy to just not, not know your identity and just go hop into groups, hop into sororities, hop into fraternities, or associate yourself with things. But when you know your identity first, then you can better assess 
if this is a good fit for me, if this sorority is a good fit for me, is this club a good fit for me, is this church a good fit for me? Because if you don't, you'll go associate yourself and then you'll become who they are. And God is saying, no, you're chosen, you're set apart first. So solidify your identity in me and then you can go and be and dwell in places that are dark because your light is shining. So you won't be persuaded. You won't be all out of whack with what's going on around you. It will be easy for you to be confident and to stand firm in that. So when I mean pull back, I mean you got to disassociate yourself. Like just go ahead and unfriend those people. Like go ahead and scroll down your feed and be like, nope, can't be friends with her. Nope, can't have drinks with him. Nope, can't do it. Why? Because my identity is not solidified in Christ. So I need to pull back and go deep, right? So I'll give you a little quick story. So when I was in college or just had gotten out of college, I moved to New York and I was just on this journey. I didn't care about getting married. I didn't care about having kids. I was just about to be the next fashion mogul, whatever. Do what you want with the rest. That's kind of how I felt, right? And so I moved to New York, and I remember New Year's Eve 2015. I didn't know my life was about to be turned upside down. But New Year's Eve, we're literally probably like two weeks before New Year's Eve. I'm working on, uh, working on Fifth Avenue. All of my friends come down to Fifth Avenue, and we go over to Topshop. Y'all heard Topshop? We got everything that had glitter on it out of that place. Glitter, mini dresses, skirts, fur coats, and crop tops. That's what we were wearing for New Year's Eve. We were planning this whole thing. So we uh, got a hotel, and we were in Times Square, and we were just going to have this big thing. This was our first New Year's Eve in New York City. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, this is New Year's Day. New Year's Eve, I'm working. And God said, don't go out. Go to church. The church. I don't want to go to church. I've only been in that church like twice. So literally, here I am. I don't even know why I obeyed. I don't know. I can't tell you, but I did. So I called my friends up and I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm not going. And they like, oh my God, you're a party pooper. Da, da, da. And so I didn't go to the party, but I ended up going to church instead. And so I get to church and God just really rocked me. And this is what the pastor was saying. You got to pull back. You're not strong enough yet to be in that friend circle. You're not strong enough yet to go into those places. And so you got to pull back, pull out, and go deep, right? And so this was the New Year's Eve that I said yes to God, no to my friends. What I didn't know is that was a setup for me to shine my light within this friend group. So I pulled out, pulled back, and now we're about to go deep. So point number two, I told y'all, quick, short, and amazing. Point number two, we're going to dig deep. So in 1 Peter 2.11, it says, Keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very soul. To do this, you must build your discipline of digging into your word. So part of that is me, right? To do this, you must build your discipline of digging into your word. So to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your soul, then what do you have to do? Abstain from those worldly desires. Pull back, right? 
So what does it mean to like dig deep? So in this season of me saying no to my friends, no to going out, I had to figure out what digging deep looked like for me. And so for me, that really looked like getting into a small group. Like, I cannot tell you how the small group rocked me, and it was three of us. The small group was three people. And we bonded over fashion, but we all loved the Lord. And so I was kind of like the baby of that group. And so we just, we did what we loved. We would go and we would shop and look at things, and, but it was just centered around community and centered around Christ. Like, we weren't just out shopping, but we kind of, like, put our identities into perspective. Like, why are we wearing this? Why do we want to look so fly? Like, does it even matter? You know? And so I'm just saying to you guys today that if you need to pull back to go deep, what does that look like for you? Does it mean getting into a small group? Because your friend circle that you're in already ain't good for you. So getting into a small group that's spirit-led, that's Christ-centered, that's going to point you back to Jesus, right? Or does it mean going to First 40? What is First 40? It's a place where you can go and experience God, who he is, learn his foundational truths, and just really dig. Like, what does this mean? Ask the questions. I don't understand this. Why is he saying this? What is wrong with Peter? Like, that is, that's the place where you can, like, literally go and dig into your words. So... Digging deep there, or maybe you need to go to therapy because you've attached yourself to those insecurities. So maybe you need to sort through that childhood trauma, that rape that happened to you, that robbery that happened to you, that dad that wasn't there, that mom that abandoned you. Like you might need to go sort through those things because that could be why you're attached to those girls or those guys. That may be why you go in the club by yourself and act like you're the life of the party, but when really you ain't got no friends. So we have to pull back and dig deep. And I really want you guys to ask yourself, like, where am I? Have I pulled back already? Like, have I gotten out of those friend groups or those circles or those clubs or those places that take me further away from God? Have I already pulled back from that? And I'm just waiting. Do I need to go deep? Or do I need, have already gone deep? And I need to point up. So my point number three is to point up. And so 1 Peter 2.12, it just says, Conduct yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, so that in a case where they speak against you as those who do what is evil, they will be observing your good works, glorify God on the day of visitation. So what does it mean to point up or conduct yourselves as honorable among Gentiles? Does it mean be fake? Does it mean to act like I know the Lord and act like I love him when I really don't? No, it doesn't. That means you need to dig deep first so that you can confidently point up. And pointing up, perfect example, Steph Curry. Every time he makes a, a three-pointer, what does he do? He point up. What does that mean? He's giving glory back to God. He's saying, this is not me. This isn't because, yeah, I shot in the gym, but he gave me the ability. So all glory goes back to him, right? So we have to live a life that points back to God. Like, does that mean I refrain from cussing? Yes, because cussing may be a trigger for you. 
So I go about my life so that it doesn't affect yours, so that it helps you to, to get to where you're trying to go, right? So our actions have the ability to lead, to, to lead people to God or away from God. So when you go to work, do people even know that you're a believer? Are you that bold that they know that you love the Lord? When you go and you go to these brunches and parties, do you tell people about Jesus? Do you live in such a way that they're like, dang, it's something about her. It's something about him. Oh, I'm dating this guy, and he told me that he's abstaining, and he really did it. He really meant it. You just pointed her back to God, even if you don't choose her, right? So when someone thinks of you, do they associate you as a believer? Do they know that you are a champion for Christ? Do they? I don't know. I don't know. That's something that you need to ask yourself. So I just really want you guys this morning to figure out where you are. Are you in a space where you need to pull back away from people, things, that podcast that you listen to that's making you want to commit a murder? But you know that you don't have a wheelhouse to do so. Like you don't have all the tools. But you like, dang, he got away with that. I might can get him. Or is it that friend that you keep calling for advice? And she telling you, girl, live your best life. Turn up, go out with him. No, don't go out with him. Pull back, pull out of that. Like literally check your circle, check yourself, like check your surroundings. Is it pointing you back to Christ? If it's not, you need to pull out of it. Once you've pulled out, I need you to dig. It's gonna be uncomfortable. It's not gonna feel good. You're not gonna like it. You might not fully get it. It might put you in the room with people that don't look like you, that don't understand you, but they're trying to get to where you're trying to go. So you need to dig deep, go ahead and get into that group, go ahead and find you some new friends, go ahead and find you a podcast that talk about the Lord. Just replace it. Replace it with something that's gonna point you back to God. And maybe you said, I've already pulled back. I've been digging deep. Well, serve. Live a life that serves the Lord. Serve. That might mean serving in your community, showing up at your own local laundromat by yourself and saying, hey, sis, let me pay for that, that load. Getting into the house, serving amongst a community that's trying to go where you're trying to go. Getting into a group. You can have fun with these people. Listen, Lonnie trying to start a group where we eat. We like to eat. So we're just gonna eat. We might gain a lot of weight. Don't worry about that, mind your business. But trust and believe that while we ate that meal, we were pointing each other back to Christ.
That crazy thought I had, Lonnie said, mm-mm, girl, that ain't it. Get you some people that's going to point you back. So maybe you've pulled back, you've dug deep, and you're serving in all the things. Get glad about it. Do it with excellence. Start that group. Not you in one, you serve, great. Create a space for people to pull back, to dig deep, and point up. We have to build each other. We're responsible for one another, right? We belong to one another. We first belong to God because he called us out. He set us apart. He said that we're chosen. And now we got to hold each other accountable. But you can't be held accountable by people that don't even know that you ain't accountable. They don't even know that you're wrong. They can't say, sis, that's not right because they don't know, right? Once you've done that, you can go back out into that, that friend group and let your light shine. It don't mean judge them. It does not mean correct everything they do. Be My husband call it a correct the dot. Don't be a correct the dot. Simply live a life that's pleasing to God. And they're going to ask you, how you learn how to be patient? He just talked to you crazy and you said, God bless you. <laughs> how did you learn how to do that? Girl, I got into this group called Verse 40, and they talked all about all of these things. Like, that's what your people need. And so I'm not saying this morning, cut your friends off, cancel them. No, I'm saying for a season, pull back from them. Dig deep so that you can actually be a friend to them, so that you can actually stand in that circle and give them something substantial, so that you can actually point them back to Christ. Y'all ready to go home? I told y'all, short and amazing, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. But maybe you're here today and God is calling you and he's nudging you and he's pulling and tugging away at your heart. And he's saying, start that group. Pull back, sis, that ain't the right place for you. I know you want to sign up for that ski trip for the singles from that group app you joined, don't go. Pull back, come sit with me. Put your ear to my heart. Just listen to what I gotta say, cause I got a plan for you. I've chosen you, I've picked you, you're set apart. But to know what I have for you, the plans that I have for you, you gotta listen. You gotta put your ear to my heart. And so we about to wrap this thing up with every eye closed and every head bowed. If you're here today and any of those things touched you or came knocking at your door, we just want to know, want you to know that here at the Father's House Oakland, we have a community for you. You belong here. Even if you are still in that circle, we want to love on you even if you're dead in the midst of your sin. It's cool. We still want to love on you. But first, I just want to give you guys an opportunity to accept God as your Lord and Savior. And I just want you to believe and know that he died on the cross, on the cross for you and I, like literally for us. He sacrificed his life so that we can go forth 
into the call that was already set up for us. And so if that's you, nobody's looking, we ain't gonna peek. You can slip your hand up and say, that's me. I just want you to know that God is willing and ready to meet you right where you are. Doesn't matter where you are. He can pick you right up from right there. So everyone, place your hands over your heart and we're just gonna pray this prayer together. Dear Lord, I know I am a sinner, but I believe you died for my sins. Right now I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and life. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. And so if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, we just want to say welcome home. Welcome to the Father's house, Oakland. We want to be your community. We want to surround you with love. We want to point you back to Christ. For more information on how you can stay connected, follow us online or visit tfho.church. 